I'm gonna trick former guest Ben into making us theme song. That's it. Okay. Better, closer, warmer. Uh, all modern art is communistic. I want to be the first man to nut in space. Fuck you. Fuck off. Where are we finding it? Why can't we Better, find it? Closer, Why do you guys warmer. keep saying all this change? We're playing Fortnite. Let's have fun. We need to get to that post-World War II mentality where Better, closer, no one in the warmer. world is going to Twitch and typing in climate first. Don't tweet us about how our stuff's inaccurate. At this point, I don't think the N-word tape would change anything. The piss tape might. From New Orleans to New York. It's the Alienos Podcast, baby. Dude, that was TNT. Welcome back to the Illennials Podcast. I'm Smith. And I'm the voice that makes you moist, Marcus. So Marcus and I are flying duo on this one. <laughs> on duo. That is right. <laughs> that doesn't fucking work. It's how, isn't that how all planes work on the technically flown duo? I mean, they're like single engine planes. Okay, but if you get on a, a, an airline flight, okay, there's a pilot and a co-pilot, right? So there's it's usually being flown duo then. Yeah. Okay. All right. You know, what I always think about sometimes planes. I think about the the old style planes where one guy flew and one guy shot the gun in the back. <laughs> And I always wonder, what if the guy flying had a stroke, or got, or he, he caught a bullet and died? How shitty would it be to be the guy in the back with the gun? <laughs> well, obviously, you just have to aim down and shoot until you, like, neutralize your momentum. Oh, yeah. Easy. Easy. you were going to say you need to shoot the controls <laughs> so that they, in the precise manner to keep the plane flying. Like some wanted shit. No. God, you really think I'm crazy? Well, here's the thought that I just had. Surely the guns had some kind of way to prevent you from shooting your pilot in the back of the head, right? I, I freaking hope so. Like, <laughs> at the very least, it, it should have been, like, limited. Like, you couldn't put the barrel <laughs> directly behind the pilot's head. Cause Charlie, Charlie, what are you doing back there? Goddamn! <laughs> I'm sick of this. <laughs> I'm ready to die. <laughs> Oh, man, because you know the first ever, like, aerial dogfights, you know how they fought, right? Did, did, did they actually use dogs? Well, they shot, like, revolvers at each other and threw bricks. In the air. Yes! <laughs> the, the goal was to fly close to the other guy and try and shoot him with a goddamn pistol. Oh, what the fuck? That's kind of awesome, actually. The number of fatalities was low. Yeah, I'm surprised anyone got any kills like that. Apparently the most common way to die was crashing your planes into each other trying to get close. <laughs> you see, this this would have been a great time for fucking like sky pirating. I know, Just like right? get your fucking hooks, jump on that plane, eh, 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 I don't fuck up a wing, stab someone in the gut, and then peace out. And take their loot or whatever they had, I guess. <laughs> Loot, yes. Whatever booty they had in that plane, it was yours. Three dollars. Probably what you would get. Arr, a good haul. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, apparently bricks were a common weapon. Fly close and throw a brick at the other guy's head. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, boy, y'all really need to find a way to put guns on these things, huh? 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, how, how much do you have to lead on with a brick mid-flight? <laughs> well, don't forget, the top speed was like 30 miles an hour, so it's not like I you mean, were... That's still pretty fast. That's true. That's true. <laughs> oh man, or like how look, we invented the like the car essentially, right? Like wheels with an engine that move, and like the third thing we did was put a gun on that thing. <laughs> third thing. We were Wait, like, before right. like seatbelts and oh, dude, seatbelts were invented until like the thirties. Oh my god. Because the a high speed collision was you going seven miles an hour in another car. It's not like mm. you need a seatbelt back then, or even a windshield. Dang, you're just driving along, man. And I remember there was one. There was one thing I can't remember what state it was. It was like some little tiny state, like like Oklahoma or something like that. Where there, there were two cars in the whole state, and they mm. managed to get into an accident. <laughs> That's actually impressive. Like, did they get like a plaque? <laughs> There should be a, a, a fucking monument on that spot right there. <laughs> a monument to human stupidity. Oh, yes. <laughs> we will it's always find a way to fuck something up. Anywhere, anytime soon. I'm always surprised they never find a way to put guns on horses. Um, They did it? Or, or would the horses not like operate properly with them? Marcus, did you say well, the horse wouldn't operate properly? Yes. Like, like it's a no. machine? <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that I feel like most horses wouldn't be, like, okay with explosions happening, like, around them constantly. Yeah, it's true. I mean, because you, know, you can shoot a gun off the back of a horse, right? Like, that's yeah, you can right. train a horse to I, do that. I know it's well within possibility. But I'm not but sure if you could strap a fucking gun, like an actual, like, howitzer to the back of a horse. Exactly. That's the problem. <laughs> okay. That's why it's not done. I went too big. I think a howitzer would knock a horse <laughs> off of its goddamn feet. I mean, at least you were thinking just one gun. I was personally thinking, like, all right, imagine the saddle, right? You know uh-huh. where your feet go in? Yeah. Under that part is two, like, chain guns. The stirrups. So just, okay, there's two yeah. chain just guns. Do, 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 okay. do, 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 do. Gotcha. Yeah. That would be sick, but the horse would be like, oh, no. I'm not <laughs> <laughs> I mean, horses are incredibly stupid animals to begin with, so it would not take much to, to confuse and, and kill a horse. Right, right. I'm just imagining you strapping a howitzer to the back of a horse and firing it, and all you see is the, the horse just gets flung just straight backwards <laughs> on the recoil oh so yeah it wouldn't move very fast either there you go that's Ooh. true that would defeat the whole purpose so this is that weird me and you energy right here that's right <laughs> there's no set to balance us today <sighs> <sighs> so before the episode started we were talking about um something called uh operation paperclip which you never heard about before right right so I'm going to try to way to explain this to you in uh, in terms that I think you'll be more familiar with. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. Do you remember the uh, seminal film, uh, Captain America, The Winter Soldier? I do. So do you remember how they find out about that guy from the first movie, Armin Zola, like, was brought to America and became part of S.H.I.E.L.D. and he, like, was living in a computer or whatever at the, in, in yeah. that, like, towards the middle of the movie? Yeah, he was the computer, wasn't he? Yeah. Like an AI or something? Like a, it's like a copy of his mind or something like that. Weird, but okay. So that was Operation Paperclip in a movie, essentially, which was after World War II, America recruited lots of ex-Nazi scientists and brought them to America to continue their work. 
Wow. America. Fuck no. <laughs> so, again, we also we did it with Unit 731. We brought those, like, terrible human beings over here to work as well. And, of course, America was innocent of doing some horrible shit in the war. But... A lot of folks, because they called it Operation Paperclip because it was the most boring name possible, so no one would look at it too closely. Damn. Well, that's, that fucking works. <laughs> it did. It did, because during the war, when they talked about the, the atomic bomb, they used to call it, like, aluminum tubes and stuff like that. Like, it was our code words, was, like, talking about aluminum tube project. Right. And this was The Manhattan Paperclip. Project sounds exciting, and yeah. I want to investigate. <laughs> that sounds like something I want to know more about. Operation Paperclip, get out of here. I don't care about this. <laughs> so, yeah, we brought a lot of Nazis over here, including... Um, now, people say it doesn't count, because Werner von Braun was never a part of the Nazi party, but he built rockets for the Nazi scientists. I mean, he was he worked for Nazis. He was a scientist. Mm-hmm. Um, he built the V-2 rocket, which is what the basis was, basically, for our entire space program, was German Damn. V-2 rocket. And we brought him over here, and his whole thing was that he didn't give one shit about who he worked for. He didn't care. He just wanted to make rockets. Oh, that's tight. Well, I, it's kind of scary if you ask me. I mean, like, damn, if I could find one thing I really like doing and someone was paying me to do that shit, <laughs> I, I'd, I'd be the same way. Like, what? You want me to draw pictures? And you're going to pay for all my shit? Let's go. What? You want some weird, nasty stuff? All right. And then you find out that weird stuff is being used to kill people. Ah, oh, damn! Like, like, like how? <laughs> I don't know. Imagine that your drawings were so terrifying that it caused people's brains to bleed or something, and they died. I mean, that makes them worth more money, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we know which side Marcus would end up on—the Nazi regime. Marcus in his fucking Hugo Boss uniform, <laughs> making drawings for the Nazis. Okay. Ugh. Don't no, even no, care. I, <laughs> like, what, what, are you guys talking, what are you guys believing again? Sorry, I was making attention before. Oh, yeah. Just <laughs> busy doing all that art. <laughs> and then the Nazi starts talking and Marcus, you, you stop paying attention immediately. And you're just like, ah, oh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just, you just not, you're like nodding along but not hearing a single word he's saying. Yeah, yeah. That, that's usually how it goes. <laughs> It's like half your conversations, I imagine. Damn. Which is a good way to live. Don't be wrong. But I wish I could be that way. <laughs> I wish I could just like it. Yeah, sure. Uh-huh. Right. Yep. Totally. Just like get get through life that way. I mean, it works. <laughs> I'll tell you that. I'm too stupid to not think, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that... Mm-mm. Something didn't compute right there for me. I know. Uh-huh. It's weird how it is. It's like, you think about it though, like, oh, this is something that a smart person would do. But then why am I so miserable? Wouldn't a smart person be oh, be, be doing better? Turns out, no. Mm. The actual best way to live is to just not think about anything ever and just like, go with the flow. There you go, man. <sighs> so, we talked about that. So, Marcus, you, I think are sort of on the periphery of this whole primary business, right? Uh, a little bit. I've, I've been, I don't have many news sources, but I have, <laughs> I have like very few <laughs> news sources. <laughs> well, you have the things that I post in our, our, our podcast discord. Yeah. Yeah. And then 
Where would you say you get most of your news from, Marcus? I would have to go with the Young Turks. Oh, interesting. Good choice. Yeah, yeah. They because because they go back and forth. They're like, okay, the the Dems did this dumb stuff. We don't like that. The Republicans did this stuff, bad stuff. We don't like that. So they they'll go back and forth and fight <laughs> both of them. <laughs> so at least they're fair. Well, the Young Turks, generally speaking, are more left than the Democrats are. So I think their problem with the Democrats is that they're not left enough for them. Ah. Which is, have you ever heard of this lady? I swear to God, this is a real name. Don't get me, don't, don't, don't disbelieve me. Her name is Crystal Ball. Crystal Ball. Okay. Yes. All right. She has a show called The Rising on this uh, internet um, website called The Hill. Um, where she's a very leftist person who does like this like uh, analysis of news and cover stories. You'll talk about stuff that the media won't talk about, you know, like the primary fuckery they're doing and shit. Right. But her co-host is this guy who, I'm not going to try and pronounce his name, but he's literally a crypto-fascist, like funded by white supremacists. A crypto-fascist, wow. And the goal is to get people like me to watch Crystal Ball talk about leftist stuff and then the, it'll flip over to him talking about how we should actually be gunning down people at the border trying to come over or whatever. And I'm supposed to, like, be fooled into thinking he's right because he's sitting next to her. And it's like, no, I'm not that stupid. Thank you. But good job giving her a platform. Wow. Man, that's a lot of steps just to get you to hate someone for no reason. Oh, yeah. But it's, it's like, I don't think it's working, first of all. I don't think people really are caring too much. But really, I just can't believe that a person, her real name is Crystal Ball. <laughs> is that like her birth name, or did she change it to Crystal Ball? I mean, I have no reason to not think it's her birth name. I mean, she it's not any indication that she changed it. But how do you... A, crystal, a person named Crystal Ball working in news... <laughs> It does sound like a hilarious joke. <laughs> it's like a newscaster joke, right? Like from some kind of like sketch comedy or whatever. And now for the news, Crystal Ball. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's too perfect, man. Oh. But um. So yeah, this this whole election thing. So I think last week we talked a little bit about what happened. Um, well, actually, no, we didn't. Sorry, we we spoke before Iowa. Yes, and now it's after Iowa. Oh, we're, we're on the eve of New Hampshire, but... So Iowa was, Iowa was a clusterfuck, as you're Absolutely. probably aware. Yeah, agree. <laughs> so what happened in Iowa is pretty convoluted, but here's the sort of basic uh, uh, facts. There's an app. Oh, God, there's an app. That's 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 already a terrible start. Yeah. Didn't didn't Seth say something about hey don't don't use technology for this? <laughs> yes, yes. Um. So basically, there's, there was this app, and I'm not kidding, Marcus. The app was developed by a company called Shadow. Oh, oh, nice. <laughs> and Shadow, joke. and Shadow was owned by another company. Again, not kidding. Called Umbrella. Acronym. <laughs> So close. <laughs> this is some Metal Gear Solid shit we're on right now. This is like <laughs> the Philosophers and the Sons of Liberty. We're here with the Shadow and their app. So, wow. 
Shadow was an, uh, had designed an app for the Iowa caucuses, which was supposed to be, like, basically for the first time in history because of the Bernie Sanders got fucked in 2016. Did you know this? He got fucked in 2016? I mean, I'm glad he's getting laid, but no, please, enlighten he, me. He came within 0.3% of winning the uh, Iowa caucus. Wow. That's clearly within, like, the, what is it, the error margin? The margin of error, yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, that he lost because they, you can you go back and you can see he lost because of fucking coin flips. What? Yeah. Oh, Marcus, you don't know about you don't know about caucuses. Oh man. No, I don't know about caucuses. This is some this is some incredibly white nonsense I'm about to tell you about. But caucuses are a form of primary where you we talked about last week what a caucus is. You get together in a gym and you yell at each other until you join sides and you see who has the most and that person gets delegates, right? But it's not winner take all. It's like an order. So if you're over 15% people there, you get some amount of delegates. Um, The person who has the most will get the most, you'd think. Well, in in this system back in 2016, Bernie Sanders lost delegates to coin flips. He lost it to what they think are math errors and reporting errors and probably some deliberate fuckery by the Iowa Democratic Party because they were very close allies of Hillary Clinton. Um, so this, so after that, he pushed for a rules change where after each alignment of the of the caucus, which is everyone gets together, and then once we've counted it up, you can you have time to make changes if you want. Like if you're in a candidate who's not going to get any delegates, doesn't have enough, you can go to somebody else's pile, essentially, and okay. make their pile bigger. So um, wait, the, the people have to choose what pile to go to. Exactly, yeah. Switching, okay. So like like in in in, the, in this current one in the 2020 Iowa caucuses, in a lot of cases, Andrew Yang did not reach viability, and a lot of times his supporters would go to Bernie Sanders. Okay. And some went to Warren, some walked out and left. I'm not sure why the fuck you can walk out and leave in the middle of a caucus that fucks with math up, but whatever. So that's what happened. And um, so for the first time, they were going to have three rounds of alignment, and then they were going to report the numbers for each alignment. Because he wanted to keep track, very careful track, of who went where and how the numbers changed. And the Iowa caucuses were like, wait, wait, you want us to keep track of three different numbers? Sorry, can't do it. That's too much work. we got to have an app. <laughs> so enter Wonderful. the Shadow the, the shadow app. I keep calling it Shadow app. I don't know what it was called, but... I mean, I like it. I like how sinister it sounds. <laughs> the company was called Shadow and made an app. And shadow app. All right. The Shadow app, which was supposed to keep track of those three numbers and report them back to the Iowa the Iowa, the Iowa Democratic Party. Well, the, the crap, the, the crap. Hey, hey, what do you know? <laughs> the crap. <laughs> the Shadow crap uh, crashed immediately. Uh, I think only two caucuses reported in before it, it crashed entirely and could not be used. Nice. But this is where things get weird. Because all you would then have to do is collect your three numbers and call the Iowa Democratic Party and report them. But there were hold times of up to two or three hours in some cases. Hmm. And they would hang up on you. Why? No one knows. They said that because they weren't prepared for this. They were like, we thought the app would work. So we didn't hire anybody to answer the phones. It was one guy answering the phones. Oh my god. And so... It's pretty ridiculous this happened. And so Monday night, we had no clue who won the Iowa caucuses. Well, what happened next was um, at like 2 a.m., uh, Pete Buttchug 
uh, with 62% of the vote in, and he was uh, ahead, declared victory. He was like, yes, I have won Iowa. Now, Marcus, is 62% all the votes? Clearly not. (laughs) And... Well, Bernie Sanders went out there and said, well, I'm not going to say what happened, but here's my stump speech. Please vote for me. We're heading to New Hampshire. And left. All right. Which is, that's probably the best way to handle it, right? Yeah, Bernie, stand humble. Yeah, and so after this, a weird thing happens. Both Pete Buttchug and Bernie Sanders re- released their internal polling numbers, uh, their, their, their counts, which both have Bernie Sanders ahead by about the same amount. And so <clears throat> the extrapolation was that Bernie Sanders would win. Well, after releasing it, for some unknown fucking reason, 62% of the votes, they just stop. And <laughs> they have butt chug ahead very, very small, by a very small margin. And then they just release, like, they, after they took an entire day to release nine more percent of the vote, which again kept butt chug ahead. And... What we noticed was, over time, this was a deliberate thing. They were only reporting butt-chug-friendly uh, counties and precincts, and all the big counties where, where Barney won big were not being reported. And so, wow. it was a consp- in, my, in my opinion, this was a conspiracy, a deliberate conspiracy, to allow Pete Butt-chug to say that he was the winner of Iowa long enough the media could run with it, and so people in New Hampshire would think, oh, well, he's the winner, and we should vote for him. Mm, yeah, that that sounds like the type of sneaky, underhanded bullshit that would happen. But here's where the true fuckery comes in. Oh, there's more. Oh, they boy. finally get to 100% reported. And who's on top? Pete Buttchug. Hmm. But if you look at the numbers, Bernie Sanders got 6,000 more votes than Pete Buttchug. <laughs> And that's a huge discrepancy. <laughs> so how's he behind? Well, Marcus, enter the Electoral College of Iowa. Oh. They have different counties are weighted with different percentages of delegates. And it just so happens <sighs> that all of the richer, wider neighborhoods are Pete Buttchug and have more delegates. Wow. wow. That's so, crazy. And here's, here's, here's the crazy part, though. So there's this thing called state. Oh my god, dude, this is so esoteric. The, the, the delegates are talking about they're not actually the national delegates that go to the convention in Milwaukee in June to decide who's the who's the the, the nominee. These are state delegates who go to a state convention and then get to an even smaller number of actual national delegates who go up. Right. Uh-huh. The news has only been reporting the state delegate number. Because it's the only number where you can say Pete Buttchug won. Wow. And here's the best part. He didn't even fucking win that number because the numbers are wrong. Mm-hmm. I've watched at least two different stats, guys. Um, Taniel and Nate Cone over the past week slowly lose their minds on Twitter because they realize that the numbers that are being counted are incorrect. They can look at the fucking stats and see that there are blatant errors being made. And the math is wrong. And if you corrected all the math, Bernie Sanders would be winning in every single category. Mm. Because how can you take a 6,000 vote lead and not be ahead, right? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Now, what's... what's What's awful to me is that all these like news shows 
have just grabbed this thing and just run with it, like you said, when this shit is clearly fucked. Like, why are you going to report misleading, busted-ass numbers as fact? So, like, even 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 for Buttchug, this looks terrible. He's it like, yeah, shady. I won. <laughs> I won. We're out. Bye. It's like, I, I, I actually, like, can't trust you anymore now. Like, Chug? Well, I didn't trust you before, but even double so now. Well, interesting fact about our friend Pete Buttchug. Mm. Did you know he went to Afghanistan? Oh, and did what? He was an enlisted man. He was a soldier. Car. But he was an enlisted soldier while also being mayor of South Bend, Indiana. Hmm. And here's the other thing. He didn't go to boot camp. He didn't go to basic training. He, he, he enlisted and went straight to Afghanistan, rode a desk for about eight months, and then came back to America to pad out his resume. He drove a truck a couple of times through dangerous territory. Oh. And here's the thing. For people who have worked in the military before, they say this is highly suspicious, that you don't just get to go in without doing boot camp and basic training. So what's the story here? Well, apparently, that's a very common way for the CIA to get assets into places without raising suspicion. Having joined the military and then skip all the hard parts to get them there very quickly because they don't need all that to do what they're doing and then send them over there. And so people who are in the military are like, oh yeah, this guy is most definitely fucking intelligence. Oh shit. Yeah. And that whole move of declaring victory before all the votes are in, that's a classic CIA funded tactic in Latin America. Hmm. We saw it a couple months back in Bolivia when the fucking far-right party, they did the quick count of the votes and they were like, oh, we're ahead, we win, Evo, get out of office. And they were like, wait, no, we gotta count all the votes first. And they were like, no, we're having a coup right now. That's exactly what happened in fucking Bolivia. It's the same playbook. Oh, shit. But it gets crazier, Marcus. More? We're Holy not done fuck. yet. The <laughs> Shadow app. How this rabbit hole go? The Shadow app, the company owns it acronym is owned by a lady named Tara McGowan. And Tara uh, McGowan is married to Pete fucking Buttchug's lead fucking field organizer. Wow. Her brother-in-law, this guy's brother, also works for Pete Buttchug. And two fucking days before the caucus, she was at her birthday party with her husband, who works for Pete Butchug, his brother-in-law, who works for Pete Butchug, and the goddamn head of the Iowa Democratic Party caucus chair. Wow. <laughs> and we had, we know this because there's fucking photographic evidence. I put it on Twitter. Wow. What the fuck? can't even trust the fucking systems he got in place anymore. And if you go back far enough, she's on her Twitter celebrating about Pete's in the race, finally. What? Mm. Why is she being hired to make the app that's going to ensure election security? It's just a goddamn partisan! Mm. And then, okay, <laughs> and then, Marcus, <gasps> on top of this... The Iowa Democratic Party today came out and they said live on a goddamn press conference they are not going to correct the math for Iowa. Because, because, hold on, hold on, hold on, because that would be inserting a personal opinion. 
I'm, I'm about to. <laughs> we won't do math because <laughs> I can't. I can't. This this is exactly why I just gotta get those guillotines out here. Them guillotines out here. Chop, 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 all the way to the top. Well, the best part is because the universe also can't take it because as the guy was speaking. <laughs> The sign on the podium that said, like, the Iowa Democrats fell off the goddamn podium as he was talking. (laughs) It was a perfect TV moment. I couldn't believe it actually happened. Gotta love it, man. So, this has been wild. It's been a crazy week. It's just been one undemocratic thing after the other. And then, Mm. so, New Hampshire is coming up tomorrow, right? Right. I'm assuming you didn't watch the debate. I did not. I've heard good things, though. Just so you know, Pete Butchug got his little rat butt eaten out by the fucking moderators. <laughs> and not in a good way. They, they used teeth on him. Oh, oh, no. So, you know he was the mayor of South Bend, Indiana, right? Right. He will not stop talking about it. Did you know that when he became the mayor of South Bend, Indiana, uh, arrests for black citizens went up 30%. Well, that's not cool. And stayed that way his entire tenure. Also not cool. And now that he's out of office, they have they have gone back down to a normal level. Comparable to the white arrests. Man, what a coincidence. Let's not forget that South Bend has, proportionally speaking, not as many black people as white people. Mm. So, what's the reason? Well, the moderator asked him this question, and he dodged it first. He was like, uh, whatever, some some, some bullshit. This moderator, before her, to her credit, was like, actually, no, we're not going to move on just yet. Can you explain these numbers? <laughs> she repeated them. And then he went on, first of all, he fucking, like, you could see him, like, bawling his fist up. Like, he just couldn't, he was so angry at this lady. But he gave the worst possible answer, which was like, oh, it was gang violence, you know, violence in the black community. And hmm. guns. And this is dumb bullshit answer, which is just completely racist and stupid. Right. Mm-hmm. And he got his fucking shit wrecked, dude. Like, everybody on stage wanted to fucking knife this motherfucker. Except for Bernie Sanders, who played a very, uh, as he does, very high-minded sort of debate where he's kind of stayed out of it. Mm. Well, didn't, didn't Bernie go after Pete for being backed by 40 freaking billionaires? That's, well, yeah, but I don't even consider that being attacked. That's just, that's just, that's just the truth. True. That's just a fucking fact. <laughs> I mean, if he, I would, if he had framed it more negatively, sure. And, and you know what his response to that, by the way, is you know what Pete Butchug's response to that is? Oh, oh, what? We need all the money we can get to beat Donald Trump. Get the hell out of here, Pete. And he was like, "Also, we this is not a time for subtraction. This is a time for addition. <laughs> Adding that money to my pocket." Mm. And I want to think to myself is, here, use this fucking equation. If you add 40 billionaires to your fucking, uh, your voters, you will lose millions of working class people. So which one wins? Mm. They I still mean, can't buy our votes. That's true. So, and then, uh, here's the funny part. The debate was not seen by a good number of people in New Hampshire. Do you know why? Why is that? Because a goddamn rat cheered through one of the cables that was that was the carrying the cable uh, television signal. <laughs> so I gotta get the satellite, man. I mean, have you seen the the butt chug rat memes? No, <laughs> I have not. Oh, that sounds great. He's full oh. rat mode, baby. 
I know, yes, from, for all you listeners out there who love rats, this is an insult to rats. But fuck Pete Butch, like, it looks like a goddamn rat. And, uh, so yeah, that was interesting. But then the day after, there's been some rallies and stuff, and, and then, uh, there was a good <laughs> one of it. <laughs> you know, seen it? I just saw one. You saw it's, one? <laughs> first, alright, first is a picture of him eating a cinnamon roll. <laughs> oh my god, dude. By the way, for the long time I thought that was a chicken wing, and I was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Chicken wing, you eat that, you eat oh. like that. A cinnamon roll, though. Right? What What are you doing? What is wrong with you? <laughs> I'm very surprised you've not oh. seen the the uh, Pete Butcher uh, rat mode memes, because he's um, going full rat mode. Man, apparently... Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you with my with my robust laughter. But please, a couple of Pete Butch rap memes for you. Oh no, you want them? Oh, break them! I love memes, man. He's a he's a rat, dude. He's a fucking rat. That's all I can say. (laughs) Oh no! I mean, you look at his face. Tell me, it's not a fucking rat face. So he's a motherfucker. Jeez, how did I not see it till now? (laughs) He's gone full rat mode. Oh, so, oh but here's here's the good news. Um, Bernie Sanders has a comfortable lead in New Hampshire. Uh, yeah. In 2016, he blew out fucking New Hampshire and won by way more than anybody thought he would. So, I have faith that the people of New Hampshire will make the right decision. But yes. we can never forget this is the Devil Cracker Nation, and <laughs> Devil Crackers will be Devil Crackers. And you gotta worry about them a little bit. Or a lot, depending on how much melanin you have, I guess. Yeah, damn. <laughs> but here's the thing, too. Pete Butchug has a 0% approval rating with black people. Yeah, as I would imagine. He, I mean, it's embarrassing. Somebody was like, um, actually it's not 0%, it's 3%, which is not 0 Oh, oh man, he <laughs> really owned me with that one. <laughs> and oh. at his New Hampshire uh, like speeches he's been giving, there's one black person there, and he works for Pete Butchug. And do you know what his job is? To be the <laughs> token black guy. Marcus, you're so close. He carries the microphone to the white people, and then kneels and bows his head while they speak into it. I just... What are you thinking? I... Oh, God. Why? <laughs> like, I don't, I don't understand it. Like, how can you be this stupid? Who knows, man? So, the good news is that after we get past Iowa and New Hampshire, which are both very small amounts of the delegates you need to actually win to win the election... You get to South Carolina, which will absolutely fucking destroy Butt Chug. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, it's also not going too great for Bernie in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. They are very much Biden guys. Oh. Oh, but Biden has been collapsing very badly. He got third, no wait, fourth, fourth. in Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> he damn near had fifth behind fucking Klobuchar. Wow. So... Um, it's possible his collapse could mean that people don't vote for him. 
I sure hope so, because Jesus, we we don't need Joe in office. He he's not gonna do anything. <laughs> no, he's, he's gonna keep... sit there and hold the place and let whatever happen happens while he gets paid. We yeah, he's gonna fucking. Him. He says he's gonna continue the legacy of Obama. Obama fucking failed. Mm. He didn't change. He didn't fix things. He failed to fix the fucking recession. He failed to get us out of the goddamn war. He didn't do anything. He just fucked it up. Like, what are you gonna continue a legacy of fucking failure? Hey. People don't want to hit. They want to hear this. They don't talk about the fact <laughs> that Obama failed. Like it's a tough subject, people. But what did he fucking do? He didn't do gay marriage. The fucking Supreme Court did that. So yeah, there's like no reason to like even have any faith in continuing the legacy of Obama. That's that's code for I want to go back to sleep. Mm. I'm angry about <laughs> the nightmare that is Trump, and I want to go back to sleep and not have to think about politics ever again. Well, too fucking bad. That would be sweet. Politics is here again, motherfucker. It's staying. <laughs> you live in a time of monsters. Terrifying. Sadly, oh there's only one guy who can stop him, and his fucking name is Bernie Sanders. I'm sorry. I hear it. It's like, I hate that our entire destiny rise the shoulders of one 79-year-old man. But here we are. Here we are, man. Oh. Uh, but, uh... So, yeah, I think... And also, you have to think about Mike Bloomberg. Oh, boy. So, do you know how much money Mike Bloomberg has spent? On the election so far? Uh, 50 million? Oh my god, 350 million dollars. What? Yeah. Okay, 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 hold on. If this man's so fucking rich, there's a billion other things he could be doing (laughs) other than wasting his money trying to be president. Well, his one goal is to stop Bernie Sanders from winning. Because you want his taxes to go up. Oh, how much is he paying in taxes again? Very little. Yeah, I'm probably paying fucking more than he is. You pay, proportionally speaking, more of your income in taxes than Mike Bloomberg does, yes. Mm-hmm. And he can easily cover, like, my taxes and probably, like, what, another 100,000 people? Well, here's the thing. Mike Bloomberg makes $2 billion a year passively. Mm. That is just his investments. That is him Jesus. doing absolutely nothing to make money. Mm. And here's the thing, though. So I saw this very interesting um, uh, thing earlier about this this, this possibility. Uh, if I can find the actual... Uh, tweet here okay so this is from adam johnson who has a very good podcast called citations needed if you're listening to this you listen to that they're much smarter than we are and they also have smart things to say (laughs) so i'm gonna read the whole tweet this is what he says he says that bloomberg could spend one to two billion dollars alone on tv news ads well there's only so many ads right right there's only so much commercial space, there's a possibility he could buy literally all of it. Well, in 2018, the revenue for Fox News, MSNBC, and CNN combined was $5.3 billion. The 829 American local news stations were $15.8 billion. If Bloomberg spends between $1 and $5 billion, he would literally be underwriting most of the industry. (laughs) 
Christ. And at that point, where does it become bribery? Bribery? He might as well just buy the whole fucking company at that point. He probably fucking could. He already owns Bloomberg News. <laughs> big, big shocker there. Yeah. <laughs> he was, actually, it wasn't even his company. He fucking found it in, in a ditch and, and bought it. Um, no, it's like, how fucking crazy is it that this one guy, this one billionaire, can be allowed to come in and spend how much money he wants to try and buy the election? And there's already been results. You know what his, he's polling at in South Carolina? What? Fucking 15%. What? Ha! Do you what? know what his only office he held before this was? What? Mayor of New York City. Oh, yeah. The, that Which one is thing. decently pretty big, but when he was there, he did fucking stop and frisk! Oh, that's fucked up. He's, he's a broken windows policing kind of guy. He's a piece of shit. Like he's, a, he, he's trying to ban soda. He wanted to get rid of fucking soda for people. Okay, what, what was that gonna do? Like, I was like, oh, people are too fat. And this guy has a crazy efficiency and neat health freak. And he thinks everyone around him should be, be the same way. Uh, so wow. he's just a, a big piece of shit. But anyway, so he's, he's spending uh, millions and millions of dollars to get to 15%, which I believe is something like $29 million per percent, which is insane to me. Mm-hmm. But a lot of folks are saying that because he's just a news, that's a TV guy, that he doesn't have a whole lot of actual strong support. This could just be people who are like, oh, yeah, I saw Bloomberg on the TV. I guess I'll say I'll vote for him. And those people could be swayed pretty easily, right? Because they don't really care about Bloomberg. They just know his name. Well, but his whole goal is he wants to be the contender. He wants to be the guy who who challenges Bernie when this is all over. Because here's the thing. He's doing this crazy strategy of not even... He's not even running in South Carolina. He's on the fucking ballot. Oh, shit. And yet he's made 15% by throwing money at it. Yes. I see him and Steyer's ads all over the TV here in Georgia. It's not very democratic, America. (sighs) Don't forget, we're not really a democracy. We're a bourgeois democracy, which was Uh, geared towards the rich. But the other thing about this is that, uh, so you know Tom Steyer, who's this, dude, I cannot figure out what the fuck Tom Steyer's deal is. He's like a billionaire who loves Bernie Sanders and is like oh. his his attack dog at the fucking debates. Mm-hmm. It was crazy, dude. Like, you didn't watch it, but Steyer was up there, like, attacking fucking Joe Biden and fucking uh, uh, Elizabeth Warren and shit. Oh, shit. All right. Wait, <laughs> does he want to be president or is he just a Bernie bro in disguise? Well, his, his whole thing is he's a big environmental guy. He wants climate change as his whole platform, essentially. Uh, he's a billionaire, and but he's but his billions were made through like hedge fund investing, which basically means he got very lucky for a long period of time. But apparently, he just likes Bernie Sanders, and I think his kids like Bernie Sanders or something like that. Mm. And so he's getting up there on this stage, like buying his way onto the stage, and then just like shitting on Joe Biden and Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> it's so weird. I can't, I can't figure it out. Yeah. Like, honestly, if, if I'm, like, insanely wealthy, I wouldn't waste my time trying to be president, all right? <laughs> I, I would literally just go buy that thing that will start helping people. Like, put fucking a million, what do you call them? Like, solar, solar fucking panels, panels in the fucking desert. Yeah. And then just start sending that electricity out. It's just like, who's going to stop me? Nobody. I have all this money. 
Yeah, he's a big green new or green energy guy. Just start doing green energy. Exactly. Spend your money fucking building goddamn solar panels and hydro plants and all that kind of shit. Wind yeah. windmills, do that. You don't need to be president. Like <laughs> that's just I guess the, the bonus of oh, yeah, he's he was the president. <sighs> I guess there's also that lifetime check, but you're already fucking rich. That's yeah. not it. <laughs> <laughs> and oh man, there was some funny shit like like Elizabeth Warren saying she was the only person on stage who isn't rich. Really? Because Bernie Sanders has a million dollars from selling a book. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which, as things go, come on. Yeah. Like, are we really going to say selling a book makes you a bad person? Apparently. <sighs> and then she's like, oh, I don't take money from PACs. And yes, Bernie Sanders has a PAC called Our Revolution, but so does Elizabeth Warren. She has her own PAC, too. And she just lied. No one called her on it. Ah. Well, there's there's a lot of that. Like, what, when... Oh, no, we're not. We already talked about that. So, never mind. <laughs> okay. Um, I will say this, though. Claudia Char. So, do you know much about Claudia Char, Marcus? No, not really. I know she was, like, a judge. She was a prosecutor. Prosecutor. Okay. Which, first of all, prosecutors are scum of the earth. Absolutely mm-hmm. terrible human beings. <laughs> they should be lined up and shot in the street. Uh, in my opinion. Because uh, she did put a 16-year-old black kid behind bars for life. For a crime that he probably didn't commit. Well, that's fucked. And she was very happy about it. But also, she is legendary for her, one thing. And it's her abusive nature towards her interns. Oh, boy. She throws staplers at people, requiring them to get stitches. She hits them with binders. She, like... I mean, she's she's physically abusive, Marcus. Damn. And she's just like, people don't talk about it because she's a powerful, you know, senator. People are like, hey, if she offers you a job, don't take it. Because mm. she will she will literally physically hurt you. Damn. Uh, also, a little side fun fact, Pete Butchug's uh, um, campaign is the only campaign not currently offering health care to its uh, staffers. Wow. That's that's real nice of you, Butchug. He's just a real piece of shit. And then you got people saying, oh, we, we Bernie Sanders is alienating billionaires. Oh, oh no. <laughs> good. Yes, good. <laughs> the shit. Who, who said that? Oh, let's see here. What new channel was this? This was on oh, MSNBC. Oh, my God. They were like, Bernie Sanders and his, his rhetoric is scaring away billionaires. And how's he going to win without their support? Uh, I don't know, maybe donations from the millions of workers and shit who are getting shit on by billionaires. Bernie Mm. fucking Sanders raised $25 million in January alone from small dollar donations. Hell yeah. I personally sent him, I think, 30 bucks. Good shit, good shit. And I'm just like... He the reason that he has infinite money, essentially, if you think about it, really, is that he has the support of so many regular ass people. So all those five dollars and ten dollars, thirty dollars, they add up to this dude. Yeah. People fucking believe in him, and sure, it's fucking uh, uh, Mike Bloomberg give himself how much more money as one. He ha- he technically has more money than than Maurice Sanders, but he does not have the support. He does not have the people on his side. Mm-hmm. 
Oh yeah, didn't didn't Bloomberg say like oh he was gonna like support whoever won the Democratic yes nomination? Mm-hmm. So you know we'll we'll see you know when when Bernie wins it let's see if he's full of shit or not. So huh. here's my prediction. You ready, Marcus? I'm ready. Here's my crystal ball prediction for what's gonna happen. <laughs> That's right. I think that Bloomberg is going to spend so much money that he is able to get himself into viability on many different states and take home enough delegates alongside the other centrist candidates like Butchug and Warren. Maybe Biden, he'll probably drop out pretty soon, though. He doesn't have any money left, and he's shitty. Um, Clyde Charles will probably stay in for a little while. But I think they're going to be able to amass enough delegates so that Bernie Sanders has a plurality, but not a majority. And this matters because a plurality is good. Like that's usually pretty good for you. If you have forty percent or whatever in the vote, and nobody else has above twenty, you're clearly the front runner, right? Right. Like you're 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 ahead. But per the Democratic uh, convention rules, if you, anyone comes in with it without a majority, they have to actually then pledge delegates and vote on who becomes the candidate because you got to get it above fifty one percent. And the problem then comes in is that nobody else in the party wants to give their delegates to Bernie Sanders. It's not going to happen. So if he does not come in with 51% of the, of the delegates, he does not come in with that, they are going to go to a second round vote. And now, Marcus, this is where the cursed thing that no one wants to talk about happens. The super delegates are allowed to vote in the second round. Oh, fuck. Ugh, Do you know what super delegates good. are? Nope. Okay, first of all, superdelegates are why Bernie Sanders lost in 2016 because not only were they allowed to vote in the first round, but they're, they're they basically superdelegates are in Democratic Party higher-ups and insiders who have more than one delegate vote. They have like 10 or 20. So Fuck. That's right. How unfair is that? How non-democratic is that? Mm. So in the news... All these superdelegates were already pledged to, 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 to Hillary Clinton. So in the news, they always reported her as being 200 ahead when really she was tied with Bernie Sanders. Wow. So everyone who watched the news thought, oh, Bernie can't win. Why vote for him? Like, he's so far behind. But they weren't. She didn't, he actually had more popular support than she did. And the day before the California primaries, the news ran a story saying that Bernie Sanders had now been mathematically eliminated, which was not true. They had to retract it later on, but by that time, the damage had been done. Well, here's what I think will happen at the convention. Bernie goes in, plurality, not majority. We get to a second round vote, and shit gets fucking nasty. And they are going to, I think, probably coronate Mike Bloomberg as the nominee. They're going to outvote Bernie's delegates. He's going to be able to use his money and his power to consolidate the, the, enough to get a 51% majority and become the nominee. And I think this is going to break the Democratic Party. I think it is going to split in half. Mm. I think that this is this if 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 they do not give Bernie Sanders a nomination, it will be the end of a Democratic Party. Because how do you come back from that? From the, from the popular candidate being shit shit housed at the goddamn convention by undemocratic procedures? How do you how do you get people to vote for you then? Because he will lose that that election. Because all Trump then has to do is say, "Oh, my opponent's illegitimate," right? 
and he'll just win. He'll win because I won't vote for Mike Bloomberg. I'm gonna say it right now. I'll put it. I'll put it right, everyone right now in this podcast. I don't give a shit about you. I am not vote blue, no matter who. I am Bernie or fucking bust. I am holding you hostage. I have a gun to the head of the Democratic Party, and I will shoot it. I do not give a fuck. I will blow this party up, and there are millions just like me. We will not vote for anyone but Bernie Sanders. Fuck you. Because what's the what's the difference between between a liberal and a fascist? In this situation, how, how's it going to be different? Like, are they going to take kids out of the cages and send them back to Honduras? They've been killed by a right-wing death squad that we funded. What's the difference, really, between, between those two situations? <clears throat> Do we think Mike Bloomberg gives two fucks about uh, pollution and shit? No, you fuck. Give one single fuck about us. So no, I won't vote for him. Marcus, how about you? I mean. <clears throat> I would definitely want to vote for Bernie, but fuck, like, I hate to say it, but goddamn, you're right, like, who who else is gonna, like, fight for us? Who else wants us all to have fucking healthcare? Like, who actually wants to work on that Green New Deal and get us on the right track so we don't fucking die in, like, 30 years or whatever? <sighs> I mean, you're right. There's no other champion in the working class but Bernie Sanders. He's the only guy who's there to do it. And it's fucking sad, but it's true. And uh, mm. if if they don't get Bernie Sanders a nomination, I will go vote. And I will vi- vote for, for fucking Gloria LaRiva and the goddamn uh, uh, PSL candidate. I will write in Gloria LaRiva. I will not vote for your fucking corporate candidate. I'm sorry. It's not happening. Well, can you still vote for Bernie and, like... Like, on the off chance that, like, 80% of America votes for Bernie Sanders, wouldn't they have to, like, put his ass in? I mean, they could, yeah. Right in campaign, but it's never happened in history before. Mm. And my hope will be that Bernie Sanders would do a third, would do a third party. Would just do it. I wonder who Bernie would back if, if he gets shit on again. I mean, given what happened last time, he probably would back the candidate because he's 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 a nice guy he's not mean like i am (laughs) but i do not think that his followers would would go along with that you're not going to convince a lot of these people to to, to, if bernie sanders went on stage and said hey we lost it's okay vote for mike bloomberg fuck no the bernie bros we're not going for it i'm sorry yeah it's not happening so when i if i get if i get to my voting booth and Boney, Boney, Boney Sanders, alright! Boney Sanders! Marcus, make the fucking art! Now's the time. Skeleton if, Bernie Sanders, let's do it. Internal Boney Sanders. <laughs> now we're fucking talking right here. Oh, good. If Bernie isn't on that ballot, I'm gonna put him on. There we go. Okay, so, so alright. So we gotta make history, people. Make nice. sure. Bernie's here. Make sure. And you know, I said I'd vote for Gloria Lariva, but here's an interesting thing. So you probably have no idea who that is. Um, she's a candidate for PSL, which is the Party of Socialism, Socialism and Liberation. Been around for a very long time. They have not really done a whole lot. But interesting thing, for the first time in a very long time, they said because Bernie Sanders is running, if he is the nominee, they will not run in third in, in uh, swing states. Oh, they don't want anybody who would vote for them voting for them instead of Bernie, so they will not run in places like Pennsylvania 
and Florida and shit. They will they will only run in safe blue and red states like you know Missouri and New York. Oh, okay. Which is highly unusual. We've not done this before. Yeah, I mean, now's the time. Like, it's clear that you know the system doesn't want to change, Mm-mm. but we, as the people who live here and make all the money for these people. We got to fight for Bernie when that time comes, man. Well, hell yeah, dude. Fucking let's do 1968 version two. This time it's personal. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. I've already said I'm taking a week off from work in July and I'm driving up to Milwaukee. I'm going to be at the convention. Oh, hell yeah. I will be in the convention hall. And if they fuck Bernie, if they fuck Bernie, we fucking riot. Hmm. It's happening. I'm sorry. It's just like, um, this is not a threat. This is not a promise. This is not any kind of call to action. I'm telling you organically, there will there will be some shit happening at the fucking Democratic National Convention if they fuck Bernie, and there will be no stopping it. I am sorry. You you think you think this shit has been bad in America before? You fucking wait until this happens. It'll get fucking rough. Damn. I'm gonna buy a fucking yellow vest. And if they fuck over Bernie, I am putting it on, and shit is going down. <laughs> are you saying you're gonna shit yourself at the <laughs> at the convention? Yes, Marcus. In anger, <laughs> I will shit myself at the convention. You have to smell it. You'll know, stand around me and oh, smell my terror shits. At the very least, th- throw it at the assholes who, who screwed Bernie. Actually, very that's least. actually what people said. Did you know this? Are you are you oh. are you making a joke right now? I am, but hey, I'll. I'll hear what's going on. Oh my god, dude. In 2016, people accused Bernie supporters at the convention of farting to drive out Hillary Clinton supporters. I mean, if that's all it takes, then yeah. <laughs> I would totally <laughs> fart. And just, hey, hell of It's time for chemical warfare, boys. <laughs> We're eating beans tonight. Nothing but beans and hard-boiled eggs for a week, everybody. Get ready. Don't forget the Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. Oh, Taco Bell, was that's the catalyst? That's what you drop in at the end when it's, when it's go time? Just sitting there waiting with your soft shell taco. <laughs> Don't make me eat this. I always hear people say that, like, okay, maybe I'm crazy. Uh, people always say, oh, Mexican food smells bad. Not true. What, what, what does that mean? Like, People are like, oh, there's a lot of Mexican food around and it smells bad. Like a whole room full of Taco Bell would smell terrible. And I'm like, it doesn't, though. It really doesn't. Like, if they've never smelt it before and they're like, oh, my, my fucking nose. You've never smelled spices before? I'm sorry. My delicate nose. <laughs> this this Taco Bell is overpowering me. How Whatever will I do. Yeah. But it's just like, it makes sense. Like, people are like, oh, yeah, it's like Taco Bell smell. And also people say, oh, Taco Bell gives you the shits, which... I mean, maybe, but I generally can survive Taco Bell pretty easily. I mean, yeah, I, I can survive it. It's not bad enough for me to say, oh, I won't be eating at Taco Bell again. Right, yeah. <laughs> well, think of the more common thing is people say, oh, Taco Bell tears me up, but I go anyways. <laughs> but you know what? Hey, respect. Yeah, yeah. Lactose intolerant, man. I love my milk. I love my eggnog. Can't stop, won't stop. Oh my god, Marcus, you just like, your butt is just like a war zone after you eat a fucking bowl of ice cream, isn't it? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) 
Uh, I've noticed something listening to a lot of podcasts. A lot of podcasters talk about how weak their stomachs are and how, like, eating a cheeseburger will put them on their ass for a week or whatever. A cheeseburger? Oh, uh, it's like, I'm like, I'm exaggerating a bit. They're like, oh okay, my god, what... I have the shits. I ate a steak and a, a, a drink of beer and now I'm dying. And I'm like, <laughs> hey, listen here. Fuck y'all. We can eat whatever we want, whenever we want. Fried foods all day, every day. We'll be fine. It's true. We grew up down here. This is this is what we eat. We're okay mm-hmm. with it. That's funny. My my roommate has like a box of, of fancy Danishes. Yeah. And he said I could have I could have them, right? So um so last week I, I we're in the kitchen, we're talking, and I go to eat one. He's like, Marcus, those have been here for a month. I look him in his face and I eat it. <laughs> He's like, Marcus, no, you're gonna die. I was like, bring it. And are you okay? I'll put a second one in my mouth. I'm still alive, yeah. So still, you're fine. Still kicking. Great. I might eat the rest of them right now. <laughs> I mean, I have definitely reached into the trash can and pulled out a, a fucking sub that I saw in there that was <laughs> pretty good looking. Are Are you saying you're a trash eater? I mean, if that trash is on there for like a minute or so, I'm good. It was. It was on very. It was on top. It looked pristine. The you guy hear that, had, folks? You've got sixty seconds to eat your garbage. <laughs> the guy had barely eaten off of it. He was like, I don't really like this too much. And I was like, I'm sorry, you throwing away a fucking perfectly good sub sandwich? I don't think so. <laughs> I'll be eating that. My gullet will take that. Thank you. Look, we waste about 30% of the food we produce in this country. So I think that I am entitled to eating uh, a trash sub every now and again. Oh, hey. hey, more power to you, man. <laughs> more trash subs. You've ever eaten some food that you shouldn't be eating? You're trying to eat these danishes you shouldn't be eating? I mean, yeah, okay. But they're not in the garbage. <laughs> well, how that fucking cake you found on the sidewalk that one time? That cake was was on a plate, sir. Right, yeah. It was fine. You picked up what was essentially a trap. <laughs> but here I am, fine. How was there not like a hook and a long string attached to that thing that pulled you I don't even know it to an extra dimensional hole. Uh, who knows, man? It know. wasn't my time. <laughs> I don't understand how you survived eating sidewalk cake. <laughs> it's like a legendary I'm, thing. I'm a freak of nature, sir. Mm. <sighs> oh, Marcus, you see the uh, you see the Oscars? No. Uh, well, you still haven't seen Parasite. I'm not sure what we're going to talk about here. But Parasite swept the Oscars. Oh. Nice. And people are very mad. Mad? Oh, yes. Why? Because a, because a Korean film won Best Picture, Marcus. Don't you know that, that means the destruction of America is nigh? Oh, oh okay. I need to hurry up because <laughs> I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> but, like, think about how last year the winner of the fucking Best Picture was goddamn fucking Green Book. Mm. Which you don't understand why that is a thing. I, I don't. <laughs> it was a terrible movie that whitewashed the life of a terrible racist and somehow won all these awards. But Parasite rules. And so it's been a weird whiplash in terms of the Oscars. Um, but yeah, people were mad. They were like, they don't even speak English. Like, how many people saw Parasite? And I'm like, it doesn't fucking matter how many people saw a movie. It's a good movie. Yeah, I haven't seen it. <laughs> and this guy was a big fan of Joker, so he wanted Joker. The guy, well, the one, one of the many I saw was he wanted Joker to have won. Ah, uh, hmm. and like, folks, Joker was a good movie, 
but let's calm down a little bit here. <laughs> it is still a comic book film, right? Like, let's yeah. let's roll back a bit. We ain't talking about fucking Citizen Kane or some shit. It ain't it ain't Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> Fury Road. Oh, here's an idea: uh, Mad Max Furry Road. Whoa, whoa! <laughs> the world isn't ready, man. He's got to deal with a bunch of furries. <laughs> You think furries are going to fight? I think furries would be unexpected in a fight. Because you're you're looking at a furry dog person creature. Is it going to fight like a person or a dog? Is it going to bite you? Are there claws there? I'd be very, you know, confused and ready for anything. I feel like the, the suit also gives them some armor. Ah, uh, true, true. Okay, we'll it's at least plus your... three. Huh? It's at least plus three. <laughs> it will probably make your punches less effective, I think. Oh, yeah. There's some cushion in there. So I'm pretty sure that a furry could... A furry, I, I think you're right. A furry could be surprising. A furry could be explosive if they wanted to. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's in that fucking suit. They could have a goddamn baseball bat in there somewhere. You wouldn't even know. <laughs> they could have a gun. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> <laughs> the furry just pulls off their glove. They're holding a gun in their human hand. What the fuck did you say? Say it again. You thought I came to the park without protection? <laughs> oh man, that would be too good. But I am just picturing a furry who's like just ready to throw down. Who's got those? You know how bouncers have those gloves with like lead powder in the knuckles of it or whatever, so their punches hurt more. <laughs> Just a furry who's filled up his gloves with lead powder and this is like, I wish a motherfucker would. Just try it. <laughs> One time. <laughs> Just a furry does like a fucking uh, a double-handed Star Trek like punch to the head. Yes. It's like, <sighs> there's someone screaming, World Star! In the background. It'd be great. Man, I'll be in the back like making commentary like, <laughs> like it's a Pokemon battle. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh man, now I want to see a furry fist fight. Right? <laughs> I'd be so good. Oh, man. Well, are we getting our politics talk markers, or do you think you're out? I mean, shoot. How long we... Oh, I think we're good. I think we're good? I think we're good, man. You don't have any subjects you're interested in talking about? Any Marcus business? I've been fucking dominant this time. <laughs> Marcus business? No. What's Marcus happened business. In, uh, what's happened in anime? Uh, poof. Uh... In anime, we got we got a new new season of My Hero Academia. Oh, I'm loving it. We've got uh, One Piece. May it never end. Isn't it still uh, going after like 20 years? Yes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> how, Man, many, how many shit can there possibly be to do? How many fucking islands are there? Their whole planet is just water and islands. How many pirates could there possibly be? There can be so many pirates. <laughs> I mean, is it still good? Like, is it is it like this bad now, or is it still good? No. Okay. So 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 One Piece since since you, they got the main crew together, in my opinion, was going up until you got to the frick. What arc was it? What arc is it? It's the arc. Dress Rosa. Dress Rosa is the arc that 
that had me questioning it. Uh-huh. And, all right, before all you, like, anime fans get mad at me, I watch the anime. I don't read the manga. I'm sorry. <laughs> I like I like seeing Luffy punch people in the face, all right? Uh-huh. <laughs> but Dressrosa, personally for me, it was when I was getting tired of One Piece, all right? Well, what happened so, that made you tired? <sighs> Honestly, it was like they were kind of dragging it out. Not not because of like um not because they were running out of like material, but like they were taking little steps to stretch what they've got over the episodes. Uh-huh. And I understand it, but it just it was starting to become a chore. I'm like, mm, mm. but the the latest arc. Uh, what was it? Wando? Yes. They've gone to a, a island nation of Wando, which is heavily Japanese inspired, you know. Woo. And anime, but, really? Yeah. <laughs> but it's awesome. It is tight and like it's reinvigorated me to watch One Piece. And I'm just like <sighs> So I'm hype again. <laughs> Are there like seven hundred episodes? Uh, nine hundred. Motherfucker. to be precise. Okay, so okay, hold on. So uh-huh. I know anime to be generally speaking, they're short. There's like thirteen episodes or twenty six episodes or whatever, and probably like one season of an anime. Right. How many episodes are there per? Are there seasons this show? The the it it works more in arcs. Uh huh. So the first. Arc of One Piece is sixty episodes. Holy fuck! Yeah. So, yeah, I think I think they're, I think that's how they do it now. Or maybe it just like that's how long it takes them to like tell that story. It's a lot of goddamn pirates in sixty episodes. Fucking Christ! Yeah, a lot of shit happens, man. Jesus. And it's still, people are still watching it, huh? Still watching, man. Wow. Still watching. That's just wild. That's hard to believe, like, that something could last that long and still maintain a, a constant viewership. Dude, oh man, I wonder if, because there's an anime called Detective Conan. I don't know if you know about Detective I've heard that Conan. name before. Isn't it like a Sherlock Holmes type thing? Yeah. The, the, <laughs> the main thing is that your star detective... Has been turned into a child. <laughs> well, that's well, shit. That's just this is a bad day for him, huh? Uh, it it's a really bad day. But but it's so cool. I I wonder how many episodes Detective Conan has compared to One Piece because Detective Conan has been going on for a long time. So the inverse of One Piece is like those British shows. That run for 35 years, and they do thir- three, 14 episodes. Oh. Not per season, total. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's a brilliant show. It's been on for as long as I've been alive, and it has 14 episodes. What the fuck are you talking about? How is it even possible? <laughs> that means there's years where there was no episodes. <laughs> hey, man. That's how decent times. So are you looking up the uh, uh, episodes? I am. I'm, I'm so curious. Like, I'm very. I'm curious as well. I've never seen this show before. I've, I've seen, I think, an episode of One Piece. 
one time. <laughs> just didn't, a lot, not much happened, so I wasn't very interested in it, but I think that's like, what do they call that, filler or something like that? Yeah. Dude, I got filler fatigue in fucking Battlestar Galactica. Oh. There were whole seasons of that fucking show where I was like, alright, what was the point of any of this? Wow. Oh, oh, wow. So, apparently Detective Conan, Conan, has 900 episodes. So, like, on par with One Piece. Yeah, One Piece is past it, so... So, is Detective Conan over now? Uh, alright, so I just did a little Google search of how many episodes Detective Conan has. It mm. says... Do, 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 do. 30 minutes, do, 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 do. started January 1996. Oh, oh. Dang, I was hoping you'd just tell me. Like, Wait, 96? They've done 900 episodes since 96? Mm-hmm. Jesus, God in heaven. There are there are total 700, episode, 700 episodes of Star Trek. That includes the goddamn animated series and the streaming shows. And that took 60 <laughs> years. Oh, oh, apparently it. It ended last year in 2019. Oh, wow. Yeah. And now they've just got, like, some movies. This is literally breaking my brain. I cannot imagine 900 episodes since... That's what? 24 years? It's insane. Yeah. Hold on. Fucking yeah. Hold on. Because I'm very fucking stupid. Uh Uh-oh. I'm doing some math here real quick. Uh Uh-oh. Wait. You know, this podcast is a... Politics one, right? I know, but I gotta know this real quick. <laughs> Not a math one. <laughs> that means there I'm were at sure. least 37 and a half episodes of Ted Conan a year. <clears throat> That's insane. It's actually, it's, hold on, it's actually clo- It's actually more than that. Because oh, only, only, only on for 23 years, really. So 39 episodes of this show a year. That's wild. God damn. How do you maintain that kind of output? That's crazy to me. That's that's the amazing thing about anime, man. Oof. Well, that's a that's the optimistic way to look at it. Yeah. All right. Well, so no really new updates besides just us talking about numbers of animes that exist. <laughs> yep. That's that's it. Or actually, you know what? I'm going to share a fact toy with the fan with, with with the fans before we go. Oh, something that was posted in a Discord that I I, I visit and I sent to you. Um, it's a it's a thing that has to do with um. We're talking about Japanese stuff, right? We're talking about uh their history or whatever. Uh huh. So in 1613, I'm going to say this guy's name wrong. John Saris was became the second Englishman to reach Japan. Tokugawa, oh god, please, 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 God, let me get it right. <laughs> Toku, Toku, Tokugawa? Is that right? Oh, oh hold on. <laughs> to- Takagawa? No, it's, it's gotta be Tokugawa, right? It, I, I feel like Tokugawa is. Tokugawa Hidetada? Hidetada. Hidetada, yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Gave him two right. suits of samurai armor. Which, one of which is displayed in the Tower of London. When he returned home, Saris fell into disgrace for showing around his collection of erotic Japanese art. Mm. A man of culture. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Truly a man of taste. Uh. 
with his his dirty Japanese cartoons <laughs> in the year sixteen fucking hundred. Hey man, <laughs> I've clicked on what it, this this art was called, which is Shunga, which is the this noise that I make when I look at these pieces of art. <laughs> and boy, howdy, they are uh, they're something. Mm, all right. If you ever get interested, y'all go look up Shunga on uh, on uh, Wikipedia. You will see some shit. We've all seen the fucking one with the, the octopus and and the lady. We've all seen this. One. This one's not new. But the rest of them oh, are novel to now me. Spell, um, spell Shunga for me. S H U N G A, baby. We're gonna end this podcast so before Marcus starts looking at fucking <laughs> dirty pictures from a million what? years ago. What? This is research, sir. Please. <laughs> so this has been the Illegals Podcast. Uh, I'm Smith. You can find me on Twitter at MC Surf. I'm Marcus. You can find me on Instagram at Mr. Beaches. And and I do art for this podcast. Whoa. Um, you can uh, lead a horse to water, but you can't even get under it. Fuck. Who who does he? like to fuck uh, um, not oh i came out i came whoops. out wrong he, he has to fuck. Uh, um i mean i'm gonna say it this time uh let's just say fuck i think it was kevin durant he didn't like oh uh, kevin durant mm. emily first reformed <laughs> of course <laughs> uh let's see here and uh we've stopped trying to solve our problems let's try and outlive them oh yeah um watch watch parasite Watch Parasite for me, <laughs> people out there, so I can also watch it at some point. And Marcus, do you want to do Seth's part of the Seth's outro? You know what? I, I sure will. And that's your little... Oh, God, I fucked it. Fucked it. Goddamn. <laughs> and that's Hold the on, Jerry, spot. Jerry? Can we cut right there? Okay, go ahead, Marcus. And that's the Illinials Podcast, baby. We're out. We're out. Peace. <laughs>